Today we celebrate a feast that marks an event that is very picturesque. Indeed, we surely have seen it depicted in lots of ways and even sung about it. So vivid is it in our imagination. For we celebrate the day on which these three magi, who we sometimes call the three kings or the three wise men, arrived on a journey from the east, found their way to little Bethlehem, and there found the one that they had been looking for as guided by the star. They found our Lord Jesus, a baby just days old. They came and bowed down to him, and they offered him their gifts. It's a wonderful picture because these three are so exotic, so differently dressed, different appearance from all the others in the scene. And the gifts that they offer are like that. Precious and valuable gifts, yet also exotic. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so it is that we have seen and imagined this scene so often. And that in imitation of this, that many countries in the world have the practice of giving gifts on this day. In imitation of the gifts given by the Magi to our Lord Jesus. And yet, to understand the full significance of this feast, we need to go deeper. We note, first of all, that we do not call this feast in the church Three Kings Day. We call it Epiphany. Epiphany, a word that means something like revelation or manifestation. That something that had been hidden has been unveiled has been shown, has been made obvious before the eyes of someone else. And especially if that news, that thing that has been hidden and now revealed, has to do with something divine, some divine person, some divine event. And so it is that the epiphany that we celebrate today is the epiphany, the revelation, the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. That is, to all those peoples who are not ethnically of the Jewish people. And it's worth noting, first of all, that for any of us in this room who are not ethnically of the Jewish people, which is probably most, if not all of us, then we are of the Gentiles. And this is thus the manifestation of our Lord Jesus to our peoples. And this is what we celebrate today. Now, to grasp the importance of this and what was happening that day, we need to go back and take this a little bit in context. First, if we go back to the beginning, after our first parents fell into the first sin, our Lord made known his intention to save the whole world. And it was the whole world and every people throughout the world that he intended to save. But the particular way that he chose to go about it in salvation history was by focusing upon one. First of all, one man, starting especially with Abraham. And then one family, his family, his son Isaac, his grandson Jacob, and then the family that came from Jacob and his descendants, that eventually was truly a people, a nation, the people of Israel. It was by focusing upon one man, one family, one nation, that would be his way to reach the entire world. 
And so he focused, and we hear in the Old Testament about this focus upon the people of Israel. For to them, he revealed himself. To them, he revealed his directions for living in goodness and not in evil. To them, he, with them, he made his covenant. To them, he gave his promises. To them, he gave vividly the hope of salvation. This was light. A light that shone upon them and enlightened their minds and their lives, while all the rest of the world, in comparison, was in darkness. A darkness of not knowing the true God, not knowing His ways, not having this covenant with Him. Now, all along, He intended to work through this focus upon this one nation to reach the entire world. And so we might imagine, then, that this nation would have been very missionary-minded. But, of course, we see in history that, that that's not the way it happened. Instead, first of all, it often had a relationship with other nations in which it was trying to defend itself against their threats, whether these be neighboring countries like the Philistines or the Moabites or nearby great empires like Egypt or Assyria or Babylon. They, first of all, had to defend themselves against the physical threats, of wars or of raids, seeking land or resources or honor. But perhaps even more important, they had to defend themselves against religious seduction because it was all too easy for individual persons within the people of Israel to be seduced, to be drawn into error, to be drawn into worshiping the idols, the false gods, drawn away from the light that the Lord had revealed pulled into the darkness of the nations around them. Too often, it was those nations who influenced Israel rather than the other way around. And when Israel would seek to defend itself and to maintain its identity and to hold on to this light the Lord had given them, well, too often this could fall into a sort of ethnic pride and thinking that it was so important to be ethnically Jewish and forgetting that ultimately the goal was to share this light with the rest of the world. Now, by the time of the centuries before our Lord Jesus' birth, as Jewish colonies, little communities and synagogues were established in many parts around the Mediterranean, the light was beginning to spread slowly. Their neighbors would sometimes hear about these truths that they know, see their way of life, and some of them were being drawn, and some of them were coming to believe and even to become part of the Jewish people. It was happening, but it was happening slowly. Into this context, then, comes today's event. For how different it was when on that day, in Jerusalem, showed up these three magi from the east. Now, this word magi names a caste of priests in Persia who were known for the interpretation of dreams, and who were associated with magic and with astrology. So that within the context of their time, we may consider them as a sort of scientist, as people who sought systematic knowledge, such as was, was available then. And here they were, not being told things by others, but showing up on the doorstep of Jerusalem and asking, for the king of the Jews. This 
was what we had heard prophesied by many of the prophets, including Isaiah in our first reading. That the peoples themselves would come, would come to seek the Lord, would ask for the people of Israel to tell them about him, and indeed would bring rich gifts. And this is what had happened that day. The Lord was not holding back anymore to the poor, weak, slow efforts of his people. He was acting directly. By means of the star of Bethlehem, he had reached out himself and placed his revelation of himself directly before the eyes of the Magi in exactly the form that they could recognize. He had shown himself to them, his light, and they had responded. And the people of Israel, if they were paying attention, could notice that the Lord was doing a new thing. So it is that we celebrate the Epiphany today. And from this, we can take at least two applications to ourselves of how this matters to us. First of all, from whatever nation we come from, we can remember when the Gospel first came to our nation. From whatever family we come from, we can perhaps remember when the Gospel first arrived to our family when our ancestors first came to know Jesus Christ, first entered the church. And also for ourselves, there are points in our own life in the past when we can notice those times that we first learned, we first saw the Lord's light, we first responded. And in a certain sense, this feast is a celebration of all of that. A way of celebrating in the person of the Magi all of those times when that light first came to our nations, to our ancestors, to we ourselves. And how grateful we are and should be for the time that this light of the Lord came to enlighten us. A second application is to consider those persons that we know in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, those persons that we know are still shrouded in the darkness, like the Gentile nations of so long ago, who personally, we can perhaps tell, do not yet know the true God, do not know Jesus Christ, do not know His grace, do not know His salvation. They don't know they're still in darkness. And sometimes we might wonder if there's any way that they can come to see this light, if there's any way that we can ever share it with them, If we wonder that, then this is a day that can give us hope. To remember that the Lord is capable of acting directly and indirectly through many ways to reach out to people who do not know Him in order to shine His light before their eyes so that they can respond. Of course, so often the ways that He chooses will be by means of of human persons. So often the ways He chooses to use will be by means of us. What was it that our Lord Jesus said? You are the light of the world. By placing His light within us and within our lives, our Lord is ready to place that light in our hearts, in our minds, on our lips, shining from our eyes, in our hands, reaching out to help others. We may not even see it ourselves, but He can place it there and others can see. So it is that He said, 
People do not light a lamp in order to put it under a bushel basket. They put it to put it up on a lampstand and show light to the whole household. And so, let your good deeds be seen by others so that they may respond, so that they may praise the Father, so that they may see that light and come to know the light himself. And as we allow that light within ourselves to be seen, we know that it doesn't depend only upon us. We think of how St. Paul wrote to the Corinthians using his analogy, I planted, Apollos watered, God gave the growth. In other words, as if running a farm, our Lord has a whole process by which people can be brought to know Him and to grow. And any person, any one person, a whole array of different people who may not know each other or be working together can be coordinated by our Lord, each doing a small part, and He uses each part in the right sequence in order to bring about that growth that He wants. So it is that your light, the light that the Lord has placed within you, the little thing that you can do for them can be exactly the right thing in this sequence that our Lord has in mind in order to bring them too out of darkness. And so on this day, we respond with gratitude for the light that has been given to our nations, our families, and to us. And we ask the Lord that He too will give us opportunities to pass on that light that we have received others to make manifest that light so that they too may receive an epiphany in their lives and they may come to know the King of kings and Lord of lords.